0: welcome to next to nothing the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming i am one of your hosts danny k with me today i have as always i have my uh handsome and loyal co-host red hi
1: Hi, I'm Ren. Sorry, I'm a little bit sleepy today, but I hope you guys are all doing <laughs> incredible. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm,
0: I I will say you have nothing on our friend uh, who's joining us all the way from the UK, Matt Nemeth <laughs> from Entertainment Talk. How's it going?
2: Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you both for having me back. Uh, and yeah, we got some really cool stuff to talk about today. So yeah, thank yeah. you for having me back.
0: This oh, is yeah, going to be... Yeah, seriously, thank you very much for coming back. I'm glad we didn't chase you off uh, last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. Yeah, this is going to be a packed episode. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of start with some of the, uh, I don't know, would you say this is kind of like a sillier thing, Matt, that you've uh, played or uh, you've experienced as of uh, recently?
2: What, what, what do you mean by uh,
0: that? Uh, this game <laughs> that uh, left alive.
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, started playing it, and I'm no longer playing it because it's essentially essentially the well the draw for it, which uh, <clears throat> doesn't quite add up to what it actually is. Is um, it's basically this just normal kind of shooting game, and the draw for it is it's got the I think it's the art director behind mm-hmm. uh, Metal Gear Solid, of course, the Konami uh franchise which they themselves no longer care about because they don't care about any of their franchises but um the art director i assume left the company or whatever and is working with uh, square enix because they made this uh, left alive game and um basically like you you get this opening kind of cut scene as to like you're playing as this guy and uh you're in this like little sort of war situation there's a couple of robots running around and that and you have to avoid them and, um, so yeah, it started off really well and I was, I was kind of looking at like some discussion and reviews around it. There wasn't too much around it because it like, um, for, for clear reasons, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, I sort of started, and I was like, Oh, this looks like Metal Gear it should be really fun. I uh, started playing the game and felt like the controls were immediately a bit sort of janky. They didn't quite work very sort of cleanly or clearly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I pick up some, I pick up some ammo, I walk around, and then uh, the game advises you, like, hey, there's some, there's some enemies about and there's some robots and stuff. You can, you're like, you should be stealthy, but it's not a like fail mission if you don't be stealthy. Um, right. It's like you can go in and shoot and stuff, but it's advised that you be stealthy. Um, you start off, you have about like six bullets or something, and, um, Yeah, I just started to notice, like, okay, he's walking a bit sort of of tightly, there's not much sort of fluidity about the gameplay, and then as I was kind of going through, um, the game doesn't really, you know how you start certain games, it's like, hey, you've approached cover, press X to enter the cover, and then, hey, aim your weapon with this or that, and then I'm thinking, like, okay, I've got square and X and circle and all these different buttons, and the game didn't tell me how to do anything. Um and then like I'm kind of sort of jumping and taking cover and like experimenting with the controls as these enemies are sort of like on the other side of whatever. Um, but I, th- I yeah, because I sort of realised oh wait the game isn't telling me how to play it. I mean I know basic stuff like how to move, how to aim and shoot. Those are usually like similar controls, but certain right. things such as like running, crouching, taking cover those can sometimes be different buttons. Um, and I think I accidentally used like a medical kit on myself, by or something I was like great I wasted that I'll probably need that um and then I approached this guy and I I think like um what's it he spotted me or something and I'm trying to run away and then like I have to work out what the run button is and then I go around to him and shoot him and as soon as I started shooting like none of it felt right at all Mm -hmm. and then I sort of like I think I shot him a couple of times and he he stopped shooting and I thought okay I'll do a bit Get that maybe for me in a minute or whatever, um, and then yeah, I just kept running through, and then I took cover, and then it said uh, like it, it showed me two enemies in front of me, and I thought, okay, this guy's going slightly to the right, this guy's going a bit to the left. I'll sort of go to the left and try and like melee him or do some kind of like takedown kill. I get up to him and realize that the game hasn't told me how to do that, and and <laughs> so I'm standing right behind this guy, and I'm like, oh yeah, the game hasn't told me like how to stealth kill. I've kind of worked out, okay, this is how you take cover, this is how you crouch. But like, what am I going to do? Crouch behind him and, you know, and then so I started shooting and then he was, I think, because within those few seconds of like trying to work out what to do, he spotted me. He like whacked me or something and then like Mm. shot me and I died or something. And I thought, okay, I'll give this I'll give this another go. Like I spawned just where I was a few minutes ago behind that piece of cover. Like I said, spotting Mm -hmm. the other two guys. And I thought, okay, I'll give this a second attempt. And I I thought, okay, this guy is walking and I'm behind him. Uh, So maybe I, I can like get a few shots off, maybe a headshot and like couldn't seem to really shoot or aim or kill him properly. And then they got me again. And I thought, OK, this isn't going to be anywhere near like as good as Metal Gear. It definitely looks like it, it has the real sort of feel to it. Uh, right. And then, yeah, just I, I hit the PlayStation Home button, closed the application, deleted the game and took it out. <laughs> and then I was done. <laughs> so Yeah
1: oh man yeah and i
2: realized okay this is why people are giving like a a bad rep so yeah yeah um yeah just closed it deleted it and (laughs) that was it so
1: yeah because i remember seeing this like a what a week before it got released and i actually like i knew a couple people were kind of hyped for it but they were also like i don't know um And then it kind of just died. I heard literally nothing after that point. Like, I didn't even hear peep on release or anything like that. And I was just like, okay, I guess that game just is gone now. I don't know what's the deal. Um, That kind of explains a lot.
0: I checked the Mm -hmm. reviews on it, and Mm -hmm. it was all below 50%.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Um, Steam was like a 3 out of 10. 3.5, I want to say, or on... um, IGN maybe like three point eight, and mm-hmm. I think Metacritic was like thirty eight percent. Oh God. wow! So yeah, yeah. it's re- it's reviewing very poorly, and it sounds like it, it's probably pretty deserved. It sounds like they're trying to ride off of like the aesthetics and some mm-hmm. of like the clout that Metal Gear has. Yeah, but then put no execution into it and charge. Th- is it a sixty dollars game?
1: Yes, it is. I, I checked on Steam; it's sixty dollars.
0: Yeah. So they they. They're trying to ride the cloud. It sound clout of this one like game director, a game designer, mm-hmm. and that, like just did not work for him. It doesn't seem, because <laughs> um, yeah, if they're not teaching you basics in the in the first five minutes, it's understandable if they want to like put a skippable tutorial in, for like people who are mm-hmm. doing like a new game plus type situation. But that doesn't right. sound like was there even like was there like an option for a tutorial? Did you like?
2: I don't like remember ropes. seeing anything. It was, it's possible that I missed something, but mm. they basically showed the opening cutscene. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Mm. Um, and then, because like obviously it looks like Metal Gear and it played kind of a Metal Gear-ish cutscene. And then, I yeah, I don't remember it saying like, hey, this is how you crouch and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I think at one point it said like, hey, this is how you can pick up like a bottle and throw it as a distraction. But it's like, no, I need to kill these people. <laughs> so um yeah because it didn't make it clear like does my person have a knife on him or a crowbar or something i can hit these guys with do i have to kill them with with a like gun so i don't know it was Mm. but yeah i as i said i i guess technically i sort of rage quit it and then i was like okay i'm just gonna move on to the to the next Mm. thing so
1: yeah i mean like giving the player like a good introduction to a game is pretty important so like i don't i Mm. don't like I, I fully understand just quitting it outright when it's just like, it's not even going to teach you the controls and then it just like straight up slams you. And then it's like, okay, great. Now, why 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 to continue, really, at that point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. um I don't know. The one thing that caught my eye, and this is the thing that caught my eye like when I saw it like a week prior to it releasing, was just its art. Because that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, this looks like a Metal Gear game for sure. I'm down and uh yeah it's unfortunate to hear that it's, like sucks though it really
2: is i mean if this was a film or a tv show i'd, I'd watch it because i wouldn't have to play it so <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a, it's a bit of a shame but hey at least someone tried to do something with with metal
1: gear so yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't fully hate on that i can hate on the part Let's... where it's a 60 dollar bad game but it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: 60... but... a 60 dollar game that doesn't explain itself at all what's the premise of it like did they did they give like an opening cut scene be like you are the chosen one you must find the blah 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 did they <laughs> give you like that whole premise or it was it like it interesting? Was sort
2: of like a couple of your guys get killed and there's these robots and like your guys sort of walking around he like drops his gun at one point and then he picks it up again and then you sort of just run off a bit Uh, Like you get a lot of sort of landscape shots, like shots rather, um, of like Mm -hmm. these little—I don't know if you call them helicopters or whatever—and you get a view of like, hey, look, the city's in ruins. That sort of typical shot. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I get the picture of what this is. So, um, and then yeah, that was kind of that. So, hmm,
0: hmm, yeah, sounds like it's uh, it as a concept or as like a product really needed more thought (laughs) like what can we do to actually make this worth sixty dollars other than just have square enix on the box and uh try to ride off the clout of an art director
1: yeah yeah i mean like i don't know did it give you kind of the feel of like an early access title or did it feel like it had any polish to it because it sounds like an early access title that was just charged at 60 dollars to me personally maybe that's just Mm me but uh
2: What? i think you guys are, i think you guys are lagging uh, slightly i i heard you uh, say about the uh does this feel like a sort of alpha title um i don't it feels like a i guess a made game is just that it doesn't teach you how to play it and it doesn't like the actual gameplay of itself it didn't feel like broken necessarily it just felt like okay my character is moving very stiffly yeah. and uh like and just very unpolished sort of stuff like that so kind of yeah so yeah
3: Hmm.
0: hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and
2: I doubt we'll get a sequel. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> after after getting these reviews, and I'm sure refunds and other yeah uh, not so good things. Yeah, I highly doubt. Just from what you've told me here, kind of <laughs> stinks if it has. It, it, it kind of stinks if it has like a cool premise. From what you said, it just kind of sounds like a little generic. Nothing really outstanding about the premise or the idea or the aesthetics or story at least not so far yeah it'd be it would be a shame if it if it was a game that had like a really interesting story to tell and like (laughs) this iteration just kind of killed it (laughs) because of what seems to be bad management but it's Mm -hmm. not exactly on uh, it's not exactly on anyone else except for the dev for that right yeah yeah yeah. Well, cool. So steer clear of that, unless it goes on yeah. sale for like one dollar. Then maybe try it out. <laughs> would you say consider it? Mm. Consider if it goes on sale for one one dollar USD, which I don't know mm. what that translates to in pounds.
2: I mean, it might be on Xbox Game Pass in like a year. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> oh man,
0: in a year. All right. Um. Ren. Hi, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hello. Just because it seems like we've uh, we've talked about Left Alive, what little
1: yeah. you could really I, it's, say it's, about Left yeah, Alive. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, like, get a conversation, like, continue on Left Alive, mostly just because I have very little experience on it to begin with, Yeah, and it's just kind of like, it's more of a concept piece to me in my own eyes than anything, so it's like... Yeah. 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 Um...
0: So, the conversation on Left Alive is very clearly dead, but... <laughs> But we yeah, can, we, can, we can transition to what you've been playing this last week. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I've been playing Breath of the Wild, and I know not exactly what I'd call a cheaper game at another $60 price tag, which is a giant Peel's span. But honestly, it's probably one of the best games I've played all year by far. Um I'm pretty sure that everybody who knows of Legend of Zelda knows what Breath of the Wild is. But in case if you don't, it's a open world, like RPG S sort of thing. And uh it's it's very exploration heavy, and I've been loving the exploration so much. Um one of the nice things about it is like this is one of the key things I really, really enjoyed. Um and it kind of even goes back a little bit to uh Last of Life, but is that it does to a degree have a tutorial, but for the most part it's like you can very much learn it on your own without the game even really telling you a lot of things. Like, there's some things where it's just like, yeah, you're probably gonna need this, but like the tutorial feels very eased into. It definitely doesn't even it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel like it just lacks a lot of information in a lot of ways. It feels very cleanly done. Very, very polished is one of the best things that I could say about the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I found it so much fun to just explore. Um I try, so normally, this is a game that I play on stream. Normally, I try to keep like the games I play on stream explicitly on stream. And that way, like if I go into it off stream, I don't just start like Mm -hmm. grinding and like skip ahead like just a ton because I get caught in the game. And for this one, I was like, oh, I'll make an off stream account. It's already farther than uh, what my on stream account is because I have been playing it nonstop. And I uh, yeah, that's that's a struggle. But I don't know. The game is just so good. It really is incredible um yeah i don't know there's so many like tiny interactions it, it's a game where i found myself thinking does this work and then 99 of the time it's a yes and it's like oh okay what if i throw like what if i throw a bomb right and then like random dumb enemies are just all like what's that i don't huh and then they'll go over to it and they'll be like let's kick it and then they, like, try mm-hmm. to kick it away, and instead you launch them out into the fucking sky because you explode the bomb. Um, You can you can ride bears. You can ride elk. You can ride, like, random critters outside that aren't just horses. If you sneak up mm-hmm. on them and be like, what? I wonder if I can ride this bear if I'm really, like, if I sneak up on this bear, I wonder if I can, like, just ride the bear into the abyss. Um, I don't know. It's It's a game where it very much is just, like, I wonder if this works. And then it just does. And every single time you're like, wait a minute, I feel really smart right now. Hold on. This wasn't what I was ready for. So, for example, you'll have you'll have like a set of abilities after you leave the tutorial area. And for the most part, that's the abilities that you get throughout the entire game, which I feel like Mm. a lot of people can find is maybe a negative. I personally found it as a positive because it kind of makes it feel like throughout the game, it's not so much that you're like getting a new ability and then you have to learn that. It's that you're like learning how to use all of the abilities at like together to form like a really an in-depth knowledge of how to use everything in conjunction with each other. Right. Versus just like, oh, you got this one ability. You're going to use this for an hour. Oh, you got this one. Guess you're going to also use this one just for an hour and so on and so on. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I found, like, a lot of cool interactions. So, there's Octoroks, if you're familiar with Legend of Zelda, they're giant.
3: They
1: they shoot rocks at people, and they're yes. basically balloons. In In Breath of the Wild, they're basically balloons. And you can kill them, and you can get a balloon from them. And you can attach that balloon to random items. It, it could just be as simple as, like, oh, I kind of want like, to, th- like, I want to lift this box up to the sky. Mm-hmm. So you can attach like 20 balloons to it and just watch it shoot up into the like abyss or you can attach it to a bomb that you place down and then it flies up a little bit and it just hovers over the air and then you can get like a uh, a leaf to blow it like 30 feet to the other direction and it just kind of launches <laughs> like a missile. And it's everybody's just like, what is that? I don't know what's happening. And you just blow it up, and everybody's just lost. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, very, it's a game explicitly about experimentation from what I've run into. And that's mm. what I absolutely love about it, is that it doesn't tell you, like, hey, you can tie balloons to, like, this bomb, and you can just throw it over there. It's like, I wonder if that works. Holy shit, it works. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> I don't know it's a game a lot there's not a lot of hand holding and that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing about it is that it has just like the right amount of tutorial section and even yeah. to a degree Um, I didn't realize that there was still more tutorial esque type things out of the tutorial area mm-hmm. so like I started learning about these things like three four hours and just random things like oh you can parry Okay, cool. Not really mentioned in like the starting area at all, and and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, maybe I should go with the main quest for once in like the past ten hours, <laughs> and so I finally go for it. It's like my very first thing in the main quest, and immediately I go into a little dungeon, and it's like, this is how you parry, and it's like, oh, Irie, I know, I know that. Thank, thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, there's safe, like there's... um, What's the right word that I'm thinking of? There's safety nets in case you still mm-hmm. don't figure it out. But, like, the game will give you enough abilities to just learn it outright. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've been loving it. I've been having an absolute blast with it. And, uh, I don't know, the gameplay is very unique for what i was expecting i don't know why i expected it to not be super great i expected Mm. it to be like a little bit overhyped to be completely honest and that was kind of just my expectations on it really enjoy it i absolutely enjoy it heavily recommend um yeah but yeah if you have any questions feel free like go for it
0: my first question for you Mm -hmm. because i i I know a lot of people have played breath have played breath of the wild yeah uh a lot of people i know who have played it though were already zelda fans where were yeah. you i don't only think i've played... ever played t-
1: so i've only played the original uh legend of zelda yeah. on nes and link to the past those are the only mm-hmm. two zelda games i've ever played i've never played any of the ones on nintendo 64 so no mm-hmm. ocarina of time no wind waker nothing yeah. like that and to be honest this kind of almost feels like it's back in, like, the older realms of, like, those games anyways. Just because Mm -hmm. the other ones are very focused on, like, your abilities and, like, really, like... To my understanding, from what I've heard from other people, it kind of locks you out of a lot of things until you get a certain ability or something like that. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this one, everything is open. You can go straight to the end if you really want to. Don't recommend it, you'll probably get, like, absolutely (laughs) destroyed. But you can... And I find that to be super cool. Um But yeah, it definitely feels like it very much like feels like a new age, older style Zelda for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah. No real experience when it comes to like the more 3D ones. This is my first 3D Zelda. But in terms okay. Definitely feels more like Nintendo original NES Zelda that does Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. But yeah i don't know i've loved it for that personally i do not like the idea of like having it be super linear Uh -uh.
3: Mm.
1: and honestly for the most part so there's a lot of things that you can go do and they all kind of give you like benefits so for example their shrines that's one of the main ways that you get like bonus health and stamina versus in the older school ones you basically find them as secrets Mm -hmm. um there is Korok seeds, which are more of that secret type, and that kind of is like your inventory management thing. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I'm guessing somebody's gonna have to have a question about the inventory management because it's always sounded like a really weird thing. Where in a lot of older, in every Zelda I've played, you stay with that weapon. That one weapon mm-hmm. is that weapon that you use the entire time. And I personally, I think it's really refreshing that like it sucks when it breaks like if you have a sword that you really like and then it gets destroyed you're kind of like well shit guess i have to use this spear but then you have to play (laughs) differently because you're using a spear and you're not like ready to do it and it kind of forces you to like play around that rather than just being like i got a cool sword i'm just gonna stab everything and that's it that's my game i could go get a staff or like a spear or something but why would i do that if i like the sword if that makes any sense Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I feel like it kind of went on a tangent there. Yes, it feels it feels more like an old school NES Zelda.
0: Mm-hmm. And is this has Breath of the Wild? You playing Breath of the Wild? Do you think you're gonna play future Zelda games because of it? Because uh, Zelda is gonna one of those, be it's along
1: like... these lines. To be honest, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I I didn't plan on even getting the expansion pass for this. I the plan was that I wanted to buy it play through the story and then kind of just like play it on my own just casually. Um but based on how much I've really been enjoying that, I'm even thinking about doing a second run and then mm-hmm. like on that second run buying the expansion pass and experiencing it with all of that. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, if it's in this kind of boat, if it's in that realm of like I can go do whatever I want and it's not super linear, absolutely. If it's a little bit more towards the linear stages, I might consider it, but I don't know. the The fact that it's so open world is the part that really, is like hits it home for me mm-hmm. more than anything else. The story is okay from what I've experienced. It's not like the amazingest game of all time when it comes to story, but it's it's there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it the experimentation is really by far what really nails it for me.
0: Cool. Uh, Maddie, have you played Breath of the Wild? What's your experience with it?
2: Yeah, I've actually just gone back to it in the last couple of days because I was playing um Red Dead and I'm kind of fully done with that in a way. Mm-hmm. uh And then I I realized I still had Zelda and I went back to play it. Um, yeah, it's interesting when you kind of talked about the uh what's it the game sort of not telling you yeah some stuff what to do. Uh, which yes, it does tell you how to play the game, which Left Alive doesn't. Um, but you sort of get that point where like you unlock um what's it like the bombs and like the time right. freezing stuff and like the what's it like the ice thing that you can use and it's like hey you have this new tool um here's like how you can use it and then um you can like combine some of them sometimes um what you were describing earlier sounded kind of interesting when you talked about using the leaf with the bomb and that sort of stuff and yeah. like launching it um to me I've not really experimented with um cuz I've I've seen some people on like youtube and stuff use uh the bomb with certain like platformers and they've like flung themselves into the air mm-hmm. and then just glided across like half the map or well, not half the map but right. like, glided across quite a bit of the map um but yeah it was a weird thing to me where like I was quite sort of used to how yeah. things where you you don't play it for like a couple of months you go back and then I was like I remember how to play this and I was like okay how do you do this and that and you have to kind of like click in with it again mm-hmm. um which I'm still kind of working out to do yeah um I, I'm at the point where there's because there's four of the divine beasts and you don't I don't think you have to kill them but the woman or whatever speaks to you says like okay you should take out as many of these as you can and then go mm-hmm. after again and I've done two of them I've got the other two still to do Um, But they are near, um, one's near like a really cold zone and one's near a really hot zone. um, Where like if you go over there, you'll start like, Link will start freezing or I guess like he'll be too hot or whatever and it takes away from his health. So I've been trying to work out, okay, like what do I need to to get through those pieces? Um, And then I remembered that I sort of scouted out the, uh, the shrines, the tower things, because you can like mark them on your map. So I sort of thought, okay, to sort of get back in with the game and sort of click in with it i'll uh you know i'll just go over to those and and try and do some of those um one of them was like this area where um what's it there was like a bunch of rain and stuff i don't know how much climbing you've done in the game but um when when it starts raining you you climb up a little bit and then you slip right back down and then you climb up a little bit and then you slip right back down. yeah Yeah. and then i was like oh yeah i forgot the sort of frustration with that because there was a certain thing i was trying to reach this like ball that i had to put in this particular hole for a puzzle mm-hmm. um and then i sort of left it and haven't gone back but no it's a very very good game i think that um yeah the, the controls like are done really well and stuff and the, the game's um with its way of saying like hey you've unlocked like the uh the, the parachute thing that you have or the like this sword and that sword and then you'd maybe defeat a guardian in a trial and you get like a, a guardian plus sword or whatever it's called and then you unlock a, a different shield it does feel rewarding with that because uh like some of those guardians are quite hard to to defeat in some of those things but i do like the idea of like if you're on your way to a certain mission it's like oh there's a shrine over there and then it's like oh i can just glide over there and and go and uh sort of try it and stuff yeah. um i mean it is quite realistic in terms of i suppose the way that the water works um with uh like swimming you'll run out of breath and link will i assume drown i don't think i have drowned in the game before but uh you'll get like a, you'll get like a <laughs> You'll get like a stamina and a meter, and obviously you're supposed to get to ground before that happens. And then, uh, like I said, with the rain, it will make you slip. Um, But it is one of those games. I was like, okay, if you're not quite ready to fight this boss or do this next bit, just go and explore for a bit. Go and ch- see if you can find some other stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny, like how you said before, how the game doesn't teach you about certain things, but teaches you, you know, how to play it. Because when you start unlocking the uh, what are those ball things that they're called, you, you get from the the shrines i can't remember what they're called um like the orb things i remember doing the first couple of those and the uh the guy that speaks to at the end of each one i think he says the mm-hmm. exact same thing each time yeah and i was like oh cool i unlocked this thing oh, i was the like spirit orbs, wait a minute yeah. yeah spirit orbs and then i remember the first like 3 of them i got i was like oh that's cool and i was like oh wait where do i go to use these and then you yeah. find one of the the shrine things or whatever um, and then, uh, it's like a thing that you go to pray or whatever, and then you can, um, get more health and more stamina. And then once I'd realized that I was like, Oh, I've actually got like nine of these saved up. <laughs> so I just went and got, uh, some stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, very, very well put together. And hopefully the game does sort of, I guess, re click for me. Um, because I, I do want to see the ending and, and see that fight and everything with Ganon. So, um, yeah. but the other thing I guess I have to do before I go to Ganon is work out. Uh, how to get back to the cold and, and the hot areas? Because I've got a um, like a jacket thing for for the cold, but it didn't put the temperature temperature down quite enough. Yeah. Um, but you can also like cook the food and stuff, and maybe I have to make like a a meal that will cool him down or or uh, heat him up, whatever the case may be. So, um, cause it was, it was just a thing where what's it? I found the, cause the divine beasts are marked on your map. I was like, Oh, I'll just go to each of them and defeat them. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that it'd be as simple as that kind of, yeah. uh, one, one of the bosses, that, one of the beasts that I actually went to, um, I think it was in this like elephant designed big machine thing you can, you can go into. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where that fight, where um because this one of the beasts actually like clings to the ceiling and stuff and it shoots things at you and there's water around you and i found it very very difficult to do um i ended up you know how you can actually throw all of your weapons it doesn't have to be a spear it can be your sword and stuff because i was struggling to like aim the arrows and i ran out of arrows i actually ended up just throwing all of my weapons at it and it <laughs> did beat it and then i think it had like i have one weapon left or something um, and then like a slight bit of health, I was like, okay, if I, if I don't throw this at this thing, I have nothing to attack it with and then beat it. So, And, then, and I was like, okay, great, I have to go new weapons because I completely ran out. But yeah. um, no, the game does a good job of sort of testing you in that way as well. And um, like you said, sort of making you figure out, okay, this is roughly what you need to do, but you need to figure out how to do it. So right. yeah, it's it's really, really good. And it did win when did it come out 2017 yeah because it was a switch launch title i believe so yeah uh and it won game of the year i think that year so
1: yeah yeah i in my opinion it's definitely well learned on that uh respect i it's one of the better games i played recently even when it comes to triple a titled games um Mm. and i feel like another thing that's really cool about it too is that uh Aside from some of the divine beasts, like boss fights, because I feel like you can get to some of them like relatively easily if you kind of just like spam food to get there. So that's one of the things I did while I was playing off stream is uh I didn't yeah. have I didn't have the cold gear, so I had to just like book it through it and eat like thirty apples to get through. Oh, was put your health <laughs> back up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I managed to yeah. get through. I was like, yeah, I nailed it. And then I got to the boss, and it was like. Uh, you're probably not really ready for this like you probably should have <laughs> had some of that gear just saying mm-hmm. um but i feel i i really appreciate that like i can ignore what the game wants me to and sometimes it even feels like you're cheating or it's just mm-hmm. like you probably shouldn't be here so like for example <laughs> there's a there's a shrine out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of nowhere and like you obviously can't swim to it unless if you either have like you have to have a ton of stamina, which means you have to do like a ton of shrines. So you're probably pretty well geared in mm. order to get there. But I decided I'm going to climb up this cliff. I'm going to light the cliff on fire because there's like a physics <laughs> mechanic where if you if you light a bunch of stuff on fire, you'll create an updraft. Right. So I I created an updraft and then I that. flew yeah. up and I flew all the way there. And I just had to eat a bunch of like stamina food to get there. But I got there and I should not have went there at all (laughs) because I got wrecked. But but I was like, I I at least got there. So like if I have the weapons to do it, I don't even need to have a lot of health to do it. I can just get there, chuck weapons at this dude, (laughs) hope for the best. There's a chance I can win this. I shouldn't be here in the first place, but I really want to get this shrine. I want to know what the reward is in this shrine in the middle of nowhere in the ocean, because there's got to be some good stuff, right? If I'm not supposed to be that here one. and I win, you then what do I get? It. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You can even go straight to the castle and like maybe not go in the castle, but you'll be like, I, I mean, I'm at the late game area. I'm sure there's going to be really good loot here just saying so like you're just trying to hide from (laughs) monsters the entire time because if any of them see you you're dead that's just it you're gone bye bye but like if you get that one good item it's all worth it a hundred and you can teleport straight out of there so exactly yeah. yeah so that that was one of the big things i really enjoyed Is like a lot of the times it can even make you feel like you're cheating but the game no, like it's very clear that like you're not really yeah, cheating. Yeah, you'll be
2: rewarded for that. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's there's an actual risk to reward value versus just like I could stay in the beginner area and then farm up weapons, but the weapons all suck, so it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna have to step out of my bounds at some point. I'm really going to have to like push my limits somewhere. So why not just push it at the hardest area possible right now, <laughs> and just try to grab whatever I can. Yeah. Um yeah I, I don't know it, I, it, the fact that it's so open and experimental and if i decide that i want to ruin the game for myself by just going to a really late game area i have that ability versus be like no you can't do that no 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 no. that's not no she can't we have to have some sort of a player experience like barrier here you can't go into the hard area with level two weapons not allowed and it's yeah. like uh, but what if i want to though
2: Yeah, it's funny because when I was still at the same situation, had the two beasts left, I was like, you know what? I haven't been near where Ganon actually is, and I thought, hey, I'll just, I'll just start going in that direction and seeing kind of what happens because you never know what's going to happen, really. Yeah. And then like there was a certain bit where I was like, oh, I can glide over this small little space, and I got to the actual castle, and I was like, oh, there's no clear like Ganon is here. You have to kind of look for him. Um, and then like there was guardians all over the place, and I could get shot, (laughs) and I was like you know what, I'm going to teleport out of it. <laughs> yeah, And then uh, just brought up the map. And then cause it's interesting because when you go into a certain area, it says, like, okay, you first have to leave the area and then you teleport away from it. It's like an individual. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, I'm actually not ready to, to go in there. Like if I can't get past these guardians, Ganon is obviously going to kill me. But right. again, I just wanted to go over there and see what I could sort of achieve, what I could sort of do. And I was like, okay, I'll go back to where, like I said, the markers that I'd set up. So I pointed to the, like the nearest one to it and then just teleported away. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's the fact that you can like get your own player. You you created your own sense of fear in that by going there in the first mm. place rather than the game just being like, it's time to go to the hard zone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sport. You're going into the rough territory. It's like, but I kind of want to go into the rough territory. I kind of want to go into the graveyard filled with, like, giant laser beams shooting robots of death.
3: <laughs> kind
1: of thinking about it. I don't know. I see a lot of dead robots, and I'm kind of curious what's going on here. So mm. I'm just going to step in here and die. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, it's going to happen. I don't know. I, I really like that fact of the game, too. Mm. Um,
2: I saw this I saw this clip on YouTube of this person... Um, I'm not I'm not actually sure what area he was in, because obviously there's lots of different places, but there was like six, eight maybe different guardians aiming at him at the same time. Yeah. And he managed to he managed to do this trick where like he brought up his shield mm-hmm. and um it didn't quite make sense because I thought all the guardians were gonna shoot at the same time, but they all seemed to shoot seconds after each other. And what he did was he brought up one shield, waited for the guardian to destroy that, and then essentially when each guardian took their turn seconds after to shoot at him, he quickly switched to different shields, and then they all shot all their round out, and then he just, like, continued on. I was like, how do you, like, figure out how to do that, you know? So,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, this is a game uh, that but, I yeah. could personally see me doing completionist runs on. Uh, even mm. though Even though the completionist runs are a little bit ridiculous, because holy mother of god there's a lot of koroks I guess there's 900 and they're all hidden throughout the world so that's gonna be a struggle to like find them all but that being said Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying the game enough to even consider it in the first place so I don't know that's a pretty that's a pretty good selling point if it's like this game could keep me interested to do 900 random like find the little dude quests Mm -hmm. and me be totally happy with it but uh Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I've been having an absolute blast with it.
0: So yeah. so worth and the if, time?
1: Yes, heavily worth the time. I feel like even oh, yeah. the amount of time yeah. I've gotten into it right now, it's worth the amount of money I paid. Um, But yeah. Mm.
2: And if, if anyone's got any tips for, I guess, IRO Loss uh, for how to fight better against the Guardians,
3: <laughs> I think
2: we <laughs> both appreciate that. Cause, damn,
1: yeah. yeah, maybe just a little bit. It's been a rough yeah. time. I, I it's, finally... it's when you're...
2: It's when you're on your horse and you're, you're just strolling through and you hear the that that thing when it's about to shoot you and you're like, great, I'm in the middle of this field and this thing is about to, like, get yeah. me on fire, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, that was actually my then, first then, yeah. encounter with a uh, with a guy. Was uh, I was just like, oh, I got a horse. Hell yeah, let's just stroll through the meadows. <laughs> yes, please. And then giant crab robot monster of death decided to one-shot me and I got <laughs> sad. <laughs> I got real sad real fast. um, But yeah, I don't know. There's so many neat little interactions with the game, too. I, I'm i almost done, I swear. But like, this, this I even I- have a clip. <laughs> I even had a clip and I used it for one of my uh, Twitter posts when I went live where I wasn't really paying attention to the game. And I was kind of just reading chat and I looked over and there was like a, there was a bird in the way while I'm riding my horse. And I'm like, oh, OK, it's just a bird. It's going to fly out of the way. And I ran right into it and murdered it. With the horse. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I killed it. God, no. Oh, man. But, yeah, there's so many neat little things. And then I got kicked in the face by a horse earlier today. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's so many little things. Some Mm. of them really suck, but, you know, it's fine.
3: It's fine. yeah
2: it's it's funny because i was looking up one of the uh guardian fights on not the guardian fights the ones when you're fighting the kind of smaller guardians within one of the shrines i was like okay i'd need a little bit of like guide as to roughly how to fight this thing i looked up this thing on on youtube like the same uh kind of fight and then that was when i first learned about you know when you can backflip and do the flurry rush or fury rush or whatever yeah which is where you kind of slow down time and hit multiple times I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could do, do that. And then I started doing that and, and beat him. So yeah. um, that's, that's kind of cool as well. But you have yeah. to time that really well, because there was a few times where I was like, oh, I'll just flip over. But like the sword just hit me in the air and then it kind of got me. So, yeah,
1: apparently yeah. from what I've heard from other people, um, the the earlier <laughs> Zelda games, more like easy to hard difficulty. Whereas Breath of the Wild it very much is backwards on that entire like idea where the game is actually pretty difficult initially. Like you're learning a mm. lot and like enemies, you don't understand their attack patterns yet. You don't know how to dodge or to counter or parry in the first place. So like a lot of the times you'll end up like, maybe you'll end up dying to like lower level mobs. Maybe you accidentally explode a barrel and kill yourself. Things happen. <laughs> Listen, yeah. not saying I did it. I definitely did it. But things happen. But like, it's, it's definitely a game where it gets easier the more, like, you put time into it rather than, like, some of the other ones where, like, the difficulty scales with you. Where this one, it kind of does, but not nearly as, like, hard. It doesn't scale very linearly with you. It's not very parallel, if that makes any sense. But, uh, yeah, I find that to be a great thing. It, it, may, it really helps you feel like you, like, learned like how to handle situations and like you're, you're knowing how to play the game. I like even how like, that's kind of even a thing with dark souls games where like, it's really hard at first, but eventually you start learning patterns. You start learning how to use your abilities, your moves and all of that to like really be able to handle fights, even if they're newer fights and you don't entirely understand, you have like a somewhat decent grasp on how like it's going to play out. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. That it's 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 really good. That's <laughs> all I gotta say is it's really really good. Uh, I think the expansion pass is like twenty bucks, and mm-hmm. I think all the DLCs are already out. And I believe there are three total. One of them is a harder difficulty. Um, the yeah I really need one, that. Yeah, the other <laughs> one is Master Trials, I believe, which is kind of like you repeat the boss fights from the game in the first place, and then you can repeat them on harder difficulties on those specifically. And then mm. I believe another one might even be a content update. I feel like that might be a case. All I know is one of them has a motorcycle
0: and I thought <laughs> yeah. that was pretty sick.
1: <laughs> and that's it. That's all.
0: So I have one more question. I think we should probably move on to the news. Yeah. Um. Back when Breath of the Wild released. Mm-hmm. What was your initial. Um. What's the word I'm looking for? What was your initial uh, perception? Oh, I wild
1: to be completely honest, I thought it was going to be overrated. I thought it was going to be completely overrated. Even when I bought it, like recently, I was like, it's probably going to be okay." I I only expect it to be like absolutely amazing and really pull me in. But I'm expecting Mm -hmm. to like sit there, play it for maybe like 60 hours possibly because it is one of those longer games in the first place and then Mm kind of just move on. Um, But it's really it's really actually got me in. It's reeled me in. With, like, the type of gameplay that it has. Um, I expected it to be a lot more, like... The, the idea of using different weapons in a Zelda game, to me, in the first place, sounded really weird. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, the th- the fact that you could throw weapons at people, and then they break, and then that weapon's gone. And then you're just like, well, now I got, like, three shitty clubs. What do I do now? And it's like, <laughs> okay, great, cool, awesome. Um, but actually in the game it doesn't feel nearly that bad you tend to like keep your weapons scaled up nothing like when you have those three shitty clubs chances are you're like farming in an area you're not supposed to be like even around in the first place like you're still probably Mm -hmm. in tutorial land and you probably shouldn't be there (laughs) um but uh yeah i don't i don't know i i really expect it to be like overrated And I'm glad that I was wrong on that because so far I am really loving it enough Mm. to consider getting a second playthrough on it, knowing full well this playthrough, the playthrough I'm currently on is not going to be done anytime soon, like at least another like week or two at the Mm. minimum. But uh, Mm. but yeah. Yeah, super, super stoked to get the expansions.
0: Cool. Well, like I said, I kind of wanted to move on here.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) so Um, my back to probably (laughs) the biggest gaming news we've had in a while. Mm -hmm. um, Which is Google's keynote address announcing Stadia at Game Developers Conference, GDC. Um, Did you guys watch the live stream at all? I did not watch the
2: live stream.
0: You watched all of it?
2: Yeah, I watched all of
0: it. Yeah, I was able to watch it. Well... Watch slash listen. I had it going on in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I had it going on in the background at work. Um, so let's just kind of talk about like the initial what Stadia is. Uh, so Stadia is the Google streaming service that we all suspected was coming out, um, especially because it was kind of a not very well and by not very well. I mean, not really kept a secret at all because no. of the beta. Yeah. Uh, no, a beta test.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The premise behind it is gaming with no downloads, no patch, no installs, instant access for everyone. Um, available on all screens, including your cell phone, tablets, TV, your shitty little laptop, and <laughs> your either overpowered or underpowered desktop, depending on who you are. Um, Let's see. What else did they announce with it? Um, So a lot of the things that they announced today, people also have to recognize that a lot of the details, I even took notes and I'm like, "Ah, I probably shouldn't have taken notes on that. Mm -hmm. uh, Is this is game developers conference. This is nerds talking to nerds. Yes. About. (laughs) Yeah. About the cool things that they're doing and why they should care. E3 is nerds talking to investors. PAX. And the other ones are nerds talking to consumers. So just like have an idea of what this keynote really was. This was nerds really trying to show off. This is the equivalent of your dad building a hot (laughs) rod and showing it to all his buddies.
1: Pretty much, honestly,
0: yes. (laughs) So if you go back and watch it, just understand what what this is. Um, Just like how I tell people don't pay attention to E3, really. Yeah. E3 is, is game developers talking to businessmen. Um, and that's what it always has been. <laughs> um, so yeah, they called it Stadia. Uh, they also announced um, a game controller that go- that comes along with this, um, as well as all sorts of game development tools and uh, kind of a in-house game development um, group that's going to be headed by Jade Raymond, which a lot of people had already been predicting because... Uh, she left her position. Uh, where was she at? Do you guys remember off the top of your head? I do not. Nah. Um, this was one of those things. She's kind of been a star producer, um, for a little while. Let me look. Jade Raymond. Um, best known for Ubisoft Toronto and Motive Studios. Uh, she is now in char- the. Uh, executive in charge of stadia uh games and entertainment the new um group under google slash alphabet um so it came with like i said it came with a lot of really interesting announcements um so i guess maybe we should just take this kind of bit by bit with the initial reaction so um what they said with the gaming with the game streaming is that uh sometime this year they will uh release a service Um, that allows consumers to play 4K games or stream 4K games Mm -hmm. basically through Chrome.
1: Yeah, 4K, 60 um,
0: FPS. 60 FPS and surround sound, not Mm -hmm. stereo. Allows you to do surround sound um, with little to no latency. Um, So that's the service. Okay. They didn't announce, they said sometime in 2019. Um, and they said, uh, and they gave no price indication. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just kind of give me your guys' initial thoughts on, on this service. What are you, what are you guys thinking?
1: I have absolutely no idea how they could manage to keep a low latency at 4k 60 FPS. That makes no sense to me in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. That part sounds like BS entirely (laughs) because I mean, let's be honest. Streaming services have been out there for a while and Mm -hmm. uh, they all suffer from the exact same problem of latency issues. And that's one of the big reasons why they struggle in the first place. Mm -hmm. Even uh, we were even kind of talking about this beforehand about PS. Now, PS now is a streaming service that PlayStation does offer and not a lot of people like it because of the latency issues inherent with it. I don't want to play a game where my interactions are like a second later. Like, if I press the jump button, and I have to wait an actual physical second, and then <laughs> it jumps, I'm already going to be mad. It's it's not going to take too long. So I have no idea mm-hmm. how they could even manage to do 4K, 60 FPS, HDR, surround sound with little to no latency. Mm-hmm. Got nothing on that boat. I feel like they the... could have definitely toned that one down. I, I wouldn't even been opposed if they were all like 1080, 60. Like, hmm okay that makes sense i'm not totally opposed
0: yeah and a lot of a lot of um publications have been saying um that's one thing that they kind of neglected to mention was what kind of internet connection you really needed right yeah um and then they said then google came out and said that they had done tests and like that the numbers but i'm not seeing them right off mm-hmm. the bat here um, but yeah, I'm like that was kind of one of my initial things. I'm like, okay, right, sure. It has the capability of doing 4K, 60 frames a second, surround yeah. sound, HD. You know, yeah, la di da di da.
1: Yeah, but that's all Does hardware mean... focused. None of that even yeah. correlates to the actual internet connection itself. Latency yeah. is inherently one of the most important things for video mm-hmm. games in the first place. I don't yeah. want to have my reactions be up to five seconds later than what I want Mm -hmm. them to be. It's an absolutely ridiculous threat. And it's very plausible. You could see it with a lot of games and it's horrible every single time. Um Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going like I don't understand how it's gonna exactly function when it comes to mobile devices. That part doesn't really make sense to me. Like I get it, Mm -hmm. I get it for like laptops and desktops and I totally understand. Like if you have a shitty laptop, I can understand why this would be a reasonable investment. Mm -hmm. Like sure. Um, but I have no idea in the slightest how mobile porting is going to work because it's, it's going to be working through like a browser, essentially, because they're even talking about how YouTube is going to be a thing that you can like do and then just immediately swap into games, which makes me think Mm -hmm. it's a browser. Um, but yeah, how do you, how do you navigate controls using a mobile like screen? How does that work?
0: Yeah, well, in my, I, I, I did have a question. In I don't. Is it just going to be Pixel devices or Android devices that run this, or can you do I think it on I said iOS? Pixels
2: as well. Um,
0: well, I would so imagine. I, think, yeah. I would imagine Google would definitely make sure there's Pixel functionality. Mm-hmm. But I was yeah, curious about I, I Android as that. a whole, and then iOS. There's you know there's peripherals that you can get, and maybe this would be a reason for those peripherals, your, your cell phone peripherals to actually. Exist? <laughs> exist? Yeah, because <laughs> now they're just kind of like this schlocky thing where you yeah, like fold your phone up with like a with a controller, and then like you put it in your backpack. But then like your phone is still attached to the goddamn thing. Yeah, <laughs> or you gotta like sit there and like snap it in, and then like then you gotta play. You know, so it could be this could be a reason for the, those peripherals to actually exist because let's face it on mobile gaming it's not a whole hell of a lot that yeah. really warrants that kind of hardware um no now the the google controller that they announced mm-hmm. will work with all devices they said that the which they hardly
1: works- showed yeah, yeah. I, this is yeah. the first i've ever even heard about the controller personally.
0: Oh, you didn't even know that they announced a controller. No, with I, it? I had
1: no idea there was a controller coming in with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you should I, um,
1: It makes sense, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Which I actually kind of like the look of the controller. I, I mean, if it if the controller works just with like PCs in general,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like I'm like, I actually kind of maybe want that. <laughs> it looks um, it has kind of like the same general profile as a PS4 DualShock. Oh, but oh, this looks nice. I actually don't to
1: this controller at all.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and you can see, um, which they said it it works via Wi-Fi, and so mm. that the controller is communicating, it, uh, to the cloud itself. Um, let me double check here. IGN. Um. Uh. I have to double. We'll check. I think they said that it. it Wait, so it's Wi-Fi. It connects Bluetooth? to Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth. So it connects to your Wi-Fi network, and that's part of oh, the.
1: How's that work? So
0: it, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and maybe I'm just talking on my ass, but this is how I understand it. Yeah. Um, but as I understand it, the way that it, the way that it connects to things, it, it being Wi-Fi enabled, is how you can take it from like your TV device to your desktop to your laptop to your phone to your tablet that's and you can just kind of like take that controller and activate it and be like okay and whatever like whatever device is accessing that instance the controller automatically goes to that or will or just stays on to the cloud i guess i um can kind
1: of see and like i can kind of almost see how that could work Mm-hmm. It would be in the sense of, like, you know how uh, Amazon has fire sticks, for example. It would be kind mm-hmm. of in that vein, to be honest. But yeah. the fire stick would yeah. be the controller itself, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting idea. That's definitely not what I considered, but I might even get I it's not going to get rid of all the latency. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely no. a great way of, like, lowering it where it's directly, mm-hmm. like, input rather than, yeah. like, based on your reactions as a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah.
0: and a, like I said, I, I kind of hope that they make the controller just compatible with devices in general. Like, I hope this isn't like you got to be using Stadia for this, you know, to use the Stadia controller, because I'm like, that looks nice. It looks comfortable. Yeah, I don't I don't have a controller currently for my for my PC. but I just kind
3: yeah, like no, of. Yeah, honestly,
1: it looks like clean. I it mm-hmm. looks comfortable looks very yeah. ergonomic. I'm not opposed to it at all. Like when it no. comes to the controller design, I'm actually like totally down for it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so there's some other thing things like
1: just really weird. That's that's yeah. very interesting.
0: Here's some other things that the controller has built into it too, is there's one button. Uh, so you mentioned like there's like a bunch of YouTube integration,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which
0: makes a lot of sense being that this is a Google company. Yeah. Add a bunch of YouTube, um, functionality to it there's one that'll actually take clips uh and post it to your youtube channel That's um
1: a weird attempt but okay all right go on sorry
0: which, i mean a lot of people do that with like macros on their keyboard or stream uh or on their stream deck so i'm like okay yeah fine like that makes sense or you know you can do um you know like shadow play mm-hmm. like takes like the last 10 seconds yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, or whatever, you know. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's, But, you know, it being Google, yeah, they're gonna market this as something for content creators and, which, cool. I, I have no problem with that. Um, there's a couple other things that they that they did with, like, YouTube, um, for, like, specifically the, the live streaming aspect of YouTube, which, um, Maddie, do you do any live streaming on YouTube? <laughs>
2: Uh, no, I don't actually touch YouTube or any any of the content <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, because of all like the copyright stuff and everything mm-hmm. that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was happening before I started making the the podcast and website, which is why I decided like, okay, I'm just going to make a website instead and go with iTunes and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very skeptical about this like whole thing. I ha- don't really have any faith in it at all really and if you look at um you know when the guy was on the stage and he was like okay i'm gonna go on the the laptop and then the tablet and then the phone and then this and that yeah. and he's switching between the different devices all those devices are the logo and they have i mean they had the button ready to go on this on the screen because he was it he connected the controller and pressed play um so he wasn't giving a demonstration as to like okay open the presumably the app whatever and then log in and then Mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff um i just think in terms of because obviously there's been a whole big conversation around the whole like streaming is the future streaming games and that kind of stuff uh and we already have a couple of examples like we kind of mentioned earlier with playstation now which doesn't really work that well um or at all at some cases i just Mm -hmm. don't really see a future working where um you play let's say you play The Last of Us Two or something, and then you get to like a really serious cutscene where a character has got a knife to their throat or something and they're about to be killed, or maybe they're not, maybe they're gonna get out of the situation and like the stream starts lagging or something, and then you don't see if they've died or something, and then maybe it just drops altogether and, and quits. Mm-hmm. Um maybe Google something like got something slightly better in terms of their thoughts just because they gave us a, a kind of joking example of like hey you won't have to wait for your stuff to download and then there was this bar that they had on their screen it said like four and a half hours and stuff Oopsies. i'd rather wait like a few hours to download a game and then know that there's not going to be any sort of lag or any sort of cut out mm-hmm. and yeah. when i'm in those like i said those serious scenes or when i'm like oh i'm gonna sneakily go around this bit of cover and shoot this guy and it cuts out that mm-hmm. won't happen because the game is downloaded it and it's playable offline um yeah. and that sort of stuff so yeah in terms of like people saying oh i want an all digital future where um there's no like physical copies of games and you don't get to do refunds and that sort of stuff and streaming all this sort of thing i don't think any of that sounds good at all mm-hmm. um i think the market that we're in where you can just you can buy a game for, I don't know, ten dollars or something. And if you don't like it, you can maybe return it or, or trade it in for some way. Um and you're not streaming the game, you can install it and then play it offline. Um and you'll know that it will work without that kind of uh latency and stuff. Um, yeah, I just I just don't really see this working. So
3: mm. yeah. Like, um i mean i mean the, I mean, the controller looks controller. i mean the
2: controller looks kind of nice um the little that they showed of it it was funny when they did the um i think they went to do this video thing where they showed oh playing on a tv and mm-hmm. the camera sort of dipped towards the controller and went back up and i was like why didn't you why haven't you stopped and shown us the, like what the controller looks like properly and that right. um i mean i know that there's like obviously outlets during the streamer tweeting like hey this is the the back of the controller the top of it and this is the top- right like the, the stuff um but they didn't really show that they didn't mention like like you said how much uh bandwidth you, you'd need to run this stuff um mm-hmm. how much it like, they didn't mention how much it, it would cost and then they said hey this this year so um yeah i'm just very skeptical about the whole thing and i'd much rather like you know just buy a game for the playstation 4 um or i actually do use a, a rental service um mm-hmm. thing so i i don't pay uh, like 60 dollars and stuff for games i'd much rather just use that be sent a game download it and then know okay when i play this tonight there's not going to be any any lag during cutscenes, and i can just i can just play it so mm-hmm. um yeah
3: yeah
1: no i can totally <laughs> I understand that
2: i don't want the streaming future <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, uh I'm, I'm also looking at the controller right now I'm mm-hmm. checking out, and yes, it does use Wi-Fi. <laughs> Apparently, it connects directly to like the game in the data center, which is a little bit strange, mm. but I kind of get it. So that way, it cuts down from latency. That's a decent idea. There's still going to be a decent amount of latency there, but definitely it will cut down on some of it versus the way mm-hmm. that like normally it's been ran, where that's not the way controllers work. I mean, like it doesn't even make sense for a lot of services, but if you have it where it's blatantly running straight to the data center rather than running to your computer running like to the game to the data center if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um yeah that that makes a degree of sense i don't know it's definitely really weird no other company i've heard of has done anything like that specifically uh, mm-hmm. And it sounds good on paper, but I don't think it's going to cut out nearly as much as they're, like, thinking it's going to. I think there's yeah, definitely and- still going to be that, like, latency issue there. Because you have latency inherently with your connection, mm-hmm. regardless. So, uh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. And- it's, definitely-
2: it's, it's funny the amount, of, just the amount of times just now you mentioned the word latency. I mean, mm-hmm. that word towards, like, because obviously with online games, you will have lag and stuff when we've kind of gotten used to that right um but in terms of the, like narrative like uh, exactly. story driven exactly. games with serious cutscenes, where that stuff matters more because you don't want mm-hmm. it to lag like, during that sort of stuff you don't want any latency at all um so unless google can really find a way to like use some seriously strong technology and like clean up all that sort of stuff and bearing in mind like how many different countries is there and like what, what's the internet yeah. like in different states and different places and different houses Um, because i've heard of particular parts of them they just have really 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 terrible internet like what's it going to work like for those sorts of um and uh yeah i mean sure people that say like hey i've got really great internet this will work for me but like what about the person that that doesn't have the great internet it's just not really going to work so yeah um, exactly
0: i well in one concern I wanted to mention real quick, because we talked about it with American Riot just a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. is that there are a lot of place there are a lot of people who still have data caps, yep. a lot of Internet service providers in yeah. a lot of markets enforce data caps. And so what we have to remember with a lot of these streaming services, is not only you are sim- you are downloading, but you're also simultaneously uploading,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is a lot of data you might for some people. It, yeah,
1: you, you'll most say, likely cap out your data, yeah. probably playing one game. <laughs>
0: Probably playing one game for maybe for like a couple two hours yeah I, yeah <laughs> if it's ten if it's gonna be ten eighty p sixty frames
3: mm-hmm. um
0: because I also just like to point out that just because you can stream forty four k uh sixty frames per second stare, uh surround sound, and I really hope that Google gives you the options to to set your stream settings on what you're actually downloading from them mm-hmm. um doesn't mean you should because you might not have a 4k tv if you don't have a 4k tv or a 4k monitor it's,
1: complete, 4K, waste.
0: 4K. it's complete waste <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah. so yeah. that's something that is probably worth mentioning to um maybe not the most tech savvy of people um mm.
2: yeah the- the other the other two examples i wanted to give like i i touched on playstation now and i i did uh i didn't pay for it because i used one of the free trials that it offered mm-hmm. i think it gives you that the first time you go to attempt it so i was like all right free trial there's like i'm not really losing anything here i thought like okay in justice the uh, the dc game i'll jump in there and it started playing the first like cutscene bit i think joker's doing whatever he's doing and then um it gives you this warning. It's like, Oh, if this symbol gets that di- gets displayed, it means you might see slowdown or it might cut cut yeah. out. Um, and I think it started low. It loaded the first fight, but like with a lot of jumping about and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I started fighting and then it was like, no, you can't support this. I was like, well, I can't use a service then. And then the other thing was with, um, the PlayStation remote play, um, and with, uh, I can't remember what the Xbox version is called, but the Xbox does ever have, have a PC app where you can stream from console to PC, um, and that that still has the same issues where it's like, okay, we're going to give you this little symbol if it cuts out and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen some other people say like, oh, I'm you know, I'm in the the garden playing a game on my Vita through Remote Play. It works okay. There's some latency. It's like, mm-hmm. but that's not what we want um right like i you know just like um like watch your watch a video or something on your phone or, or do something else on your phone um and it's interesting i, I kind of bring that up as well because there's there's been a few conversations on twitter as to like oh but netflix and hbo and all those kinds of services yes. have been streaming yeah. video for, for years but that's like video file that's so much more different to like okay d- yeah. the game doesn't know if you're going to turn left turn right shoot do whatever um, and it's just a completely different format overall. So yeah, Netflix, sure. We've all been using it for years and HBO and Hulu and all those kinds of services, but that's video and it's so much more different. So, yeah, um, cause like if, if Netflix does like cut out or whatever, it will just pause the thing. And then once you, um, go back to it, it will just load it from the same situation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just different. So,
1: yeah. No, I completely agree. I feel like when people mention Netflix, they think just because it's streaming and there is video, it's yeah. the same thing. Oh, you can do this. so but, You can do the video games. Yeah, but, but no. video games are inherently interactive. That's why one of the big issues about video game streaming is the fact of latency. Latency is a huge issue. Yeah. If you can't interact with the game properly, then you can't play the game properly. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um Yeah, I I feel like that's kind of like a null and void argument of saying something like, yeah, no, Netflix works great, so this should work fine. They're totally different ballgames. Yeah, exactly. And you can even see it from uh, Netflix released, I think they only did like one uh, movie, anything even like this. But it was a multiple choice movie, and they released it somewhat recently. And every Mm -hmm. time you choose a choice, it would essentially load up another video and like yeah. you get a load screen for a bit and yeah. think about getting that every single interaction that you make that's a big deal that's a really big deal is that yeah. if it has to like take that amount of time to load like oh shit he pressed he pressed x okay fuck we're five like we're 5 seconds late <laughs> shit we're doing it wrong yeah and like because it is through an internet connection to just a random database somewhere we don't even know where though it can vary it can vary heavily it won't even be like a static like latency of like say like this this is not like normal but like say it's five seconds and then out of nowhere it's one second and then it's back to five seconds then maybe it's a three second latency and there's no <laughs> sort of like idea of where it's going to be like it could be anywhere yeah, no
2: consistency
1: yeah exactly and like having consistency is super key one of the big Mm. things that you think about when it comes to like a platformer for example is does it have tight controls if it doesn't have tight controls chances are you're not gonna really like it this is gonna turn any game that has tight controls into the worst controls you've ever had just straight up it's going to be horrible so yeah i don't know how they're going Mm -hmm. to work on that Uh, this this does seem like a somewhat reasonable idea where they use Wi-Fi to connect directly to the data center rather than running it to the game and then running it to the data center. But it's still, like, that's still a key issue here. Like, you're still going to get that latency no matter what. Nothing about that's going to change. As long as there's an internet connection, you still have an amount of time to send that response to wherever it's going. No matter what. And that's heavily based on your internet in the first place. So, yeah, that that's a huge issue. I don't have any clue how they're gonna manage that one. Yeah. I could see Can this I... being the future a long time in the future, not anytime soon. No. But yeah.
2: It what what made me kind of laugh as well was when they when they started the conference and they didn't immediately come out and go, okay, this is what this is, this is what it does. It was a lot of like like future words and and buzzwords yeah. and all those kind yeah. of things. I was like, okay, I get what you're saying, but I'm not here for you to listen to you kind of say that and that is a press conference type thing yeah. and then when the guy came out and like we're gonna do 8k and not 8k well 4k and <laughs>
1: 60 frames
2: second and stuff i was like really
1: 8k At 200 the, fps you,
2: yeah i was like do you really expect me to think that that's that's gonna work um because yeah. if he just said like oh it will be um like 1080p in like 60 frames that might be like slightly more believable. Yeah, I but when it's like a 4K, 4K and then like 8K 10. and then 60 frames and 120 frames, it's like all right, all right, calm, calm down. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, did yeah.
0: did either of you watch the Doom Eternal demo uh, I... that they did on it? No, I did um, not. not. Because during the conference, um, they or during the keynote, uh, one of the guys from the Doom Eternal team said. Um, you know, we've been testing Do Internal on this. We're really happy to be working with Google. Blah 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 blah. And you can see a demo of this later today. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't watched it. I, I'm kind of curious to see how it. Looked. Oh
2: no, I didn't see didn't see that demo. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But one thing that kind of gives me hope about this is that they're opening this up to as a development tool as well, Yeah. and that developers can use. So I'm curious to see, right? Because a lot of yeah, you guys are talking about platformers and. Um, and all these other, you know, games, you know, FPS that require a high degree of precision and in mm-hmm. uh, yeah. response. I'm curious to see what other developers are going to do uh, with this potential like platform mm-hmm. and see if we mm-hmm. don't get something like out of, get something different than what we expect. Because a lot of people are expecting, and, and I think this is, probably partly on Google, mostly on Google, um, <laughs> that, they, that they're like, yeah, like play Assassin's Creed, uh, which I heard yeah. actually the Assassin's Creed demo went really well in mm-hmm. the fall. Um, I actually I, I think we talked about that. There's a lot of people that were really pleasantly surprised with how well it actually worked. Um, Doom Eternal being a part of the marketing for this thing. Um, you know, those, the, the action adventure platforming FPS games, you know, that's what we're typically expecting, but I'm kind of curious to see what other game types, you know, we we have here that could – that might be more conducive to a game streaming um, environment like this. Mm-hmm. And that's something that kind of gives me hope. I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe, you know, yeah, they're gonna, there's going to be struggles, especially in different parts of the country, uh, which, by the way, it's only uh, launching in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Europe uh, later this year, um, and some of these areas don't have great internet. We've said that you know that's mm-hmm. a given. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of lost my train of thought there with that uh, putting in that information. Sorry. Um, yeah. What like what kind of games do you think would lend themselves to this? I was kind of thinking you know there's like the Telltale um, style game uh you know the the walking dead games the,
1: mm-hmm. the yeah i mean there are some games that like lend itself to this sort of style um games kind of like ftl if that makes any sense granted mm-hmm. these aren't really high intensive games though the games that you would normally like that would do totally fine on this aren't mm-hmm. really super crazy when it comes to like graphical fidelity and things like that which is really weird mm-hmm. for me when it comes to like Oh, it could run 4k 60 fps and it's like okay mm. but ftl is like that's a pixel game sir mm-hmm. i i don't know about that one um i don't i don't know
0: what, uh, about, what, what about something like this war of mine like if they had like a, yeah like they yeah. Did like a this war of mine too on on uh stadia yes readily beautiful graphics something like that maybe what about um like let me just open up my steam real quick and see those those sorts of games like the sims
1: the sims would run fine Mm -hmm. i wouldn't see any issues with the sims because it's a lot of like queuing up processes which is totally Mm -hmm. fine when it comes to things like this that's why things like Mm -hmm. rpgs will probably do a okay um Mm -hmm. like when i say rpgs i mean like octopath traveler Mm -hmm. rpgs not like skyrim but skyrim will probably be
0: okay i guess what
1: about Um, like a final fantasy uh 15 mm, i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) um Um, if it stays with like its older style like final fantasy type like mm -hmm. mechanics then sure uh with like the newer final fantasies i'm not very confident about that Mm -hmm. um i don't know So there's other ways of kind of dealing with a latency all show also. And I kind of forgot to mention this. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of them I've seen recently happen through Siege, which was shocking to me. So when I stream my latency, like my ping goes up drastically. Just it makes Mm -hmm. sense if I'm like uploading and downloading things constantly. Um, But Siege has a unique way of handling it. I'm not entirely sure how. But I'm pretty sure they have, like, they've set a delay on the game itself, and then everything Mm -hmm. is kind of, like, run based on that. So, for example, say I would have, like, a 77 ping normally if I was going to play this game. But then they set the server, that server specifically, to have, like, a 70 ping delay. And then, like, it kind of normalizes itself. So I have a 7 ping, like, reaction time. And... For me, that's been that's been a brand new experience, and that's very shocking. When I go into a siege game, and it's like, wait, I have the one of the best connections here. That doesn't make any sort of sense. If I played literally any <laughs> other game, I'd be kind of lagging my balls off. Just throwing that yeah. one out there. So they did talk about that. Yeah. So I could see something along those lines of like trying to normalize the game delay along mm-hmm. with it, and that might help out a lot with that sort of thing. And maybe that's what they did with Odyssey. Um that's that's a decent idea. um Yeah, I don't I know. Think... There's uh, there's ways to get around it, but it's still going to be there. Like it's it's definitely still going to be there. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's not going to take off, but I could be wrong. And I'm totally. I'm honestly. I I know that we were talking about how like they're selling off as it's the future and stuff like this. And while I don't think it's going to succeed, I do think this is a step in the right direction of like if this is going to be a thing in the future which i believe it can be don't get me wrong mm. i think it can be a possibility i don't think it's a great possibility i don't personally like it but i could see it taking off um mm. i i'm this happy to it. see that one of these like a larger company is like working to try to develop that rather than just like sticking with the way that it has been where it's like oh mm. we're just gonna
0: release ps now and it's gonna be trash I think this. I think this has more staying power than other ones. Yes. Simply because of all the other things that they've added. Like we didn't even get into a lot of the YouTube Live integration, like mm-hmm. waiting rooms. Did you see this, Brent? Uh,
1: I did not. No. So
0: they have this whole function called waiting rooms, where basically if you're if you're streaming on YouTube Live,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, using um the Stadia, and your viewers are using Stadia, they can um basically join a queue. To play a game with you, so the, the example you used was oh, NBA. Oh, that's kind of cool. Gay. Yeah, okay. so you can, so you can, you know, all load in, and it's kind of, you know, it's an easy way to play with viewers without having to like, at you know, struggle with uh, origins. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> friends list problems. Um, so you can play Apex Legends, Origin. Seriously, fix your shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you know, is you don't have to struggle with, you know, adding all this friends list stuff and then like hoping that you got, or like in some games, just hoping you get into a game squad. Um, (laughs) Hoping that you can find room in a fucking server to, you know, play together that you just, they, you know, they kind of put party you up and then they load you in. And then like, if you, you know, like I said, it's a queue system. So if you have a bunch of people who want to play, you know, it's kind of a first come first serve thing. And then you can also moderate. Uh, who comes in and out of these? So that's one aspect that uh, I'm like, okay, some people. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna at least catch creators, and by yeah. extension, that's probably you know that might catch some other people. And like I said, it might it might not even be for like FPS games. I I don't think that. FPS games are going to be what's going to grab this. I don't think battle royals. Right. They they said, well, imagine a hundred. You know, we have now have a hundred v one. You know, battle royales. Imagine a thousand players. I'm like, how about no? I don't want to think about a thousand people in a fucking battle royale. Um, and yeah. that that was kind of a part of their whole thing that you were talking about earlier with the server latency, like how yes. they would set it. Mm-hmm. They had a whole thing on it that uh, the the server connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjust itself according to yeah. the internet connections and everything like that, and so that it would be as seamless as possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, like they didn't really show us any. Um, yeah, tech so that, demos because they've because uh, this is really like I said, nerds talking to nerds. Yeah. So that's something we'll have to see later. Yeah, um, and that's really
1: demo. only something that yeah. you can necessarily in this certain environment where you're it's actually like streaming the game. Mm-hmm. I can't see that really working out when it comes to like a multiplayer aspect. It just doesn't I don't I don't know how you'd manage to make that one work. I can understand it for like single player type games, sure. But when mm. it comes into a multiplayer setting where all of the connections are normalized differently, and then you're going mm. to have another server that's also normalized to whatever. I don't know. It's it seems really jank when it comes to that idea. But uh but for single player games it has a decent concept in that regard. I'm not totally mm-hmm. opposed to that thought process of, yes, we'll normalize servers based on your connection. It still has that issue of if your connection is not steady, you're still going to get that like you're going to get really weird latency issues for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I I initially came into this thinking <laughs> that it's not going to work at all. And now I kind I could see it possibly i still don't think we're even close to there yet but i can see how it could be theoretically like yeah this could work kinda sure Hmm.
0: i guess i think i think Um, what a lot of what a lot of people are kind of who are skeptical are just kind of thinking about it gaming now and you know what how are things working in gaming right now Mm -hmm. and not to say that I'm thinking that far ahead, but I, I know that Google or the people who are at Alphabet aren't thinking about how gaming is necessarily yeah. right now. They're building no. things for how gaming is right now. I think that especially with the fact that they have their own in-house or they built their own in-house developer uh, being the games and entertainment section of Stadia mm-hmm. tells me that they're probably developing some ways or some different some different games that will fit into this ecosystem the best, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious to see where that is going to be. I, that is what to me is going to make it or break it. Is what yeah. is the in-house yeah. game developer headed by, uh, you know, a, a award-winning, well-known pro, uh, game executive producer? Um, what do they come up with that is basically tailor-made for this ecosystem that they that they've created? that to me is where that's going to be their make or break moment. That's going to be the teetering moment where Mm -hmm. is stadia worth it is. Yeah. Depending on the, like the first I'm going to give them like the first three games because we can't expect, you know, yeah, the necessarily game one to be a hit because, um, it's just one game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I will (laughs) say this, this is definitely one of the like more, this, this is a much more well thought out, like, streaming like Mm -hmm. game streaming service idea yeah because almost every other one I've even seen PS now is horrible it's absolutely atrocious and it has terrible player experience (laughs) a lot of them are like that this is the one where I'm like this one might not suck hold on this one might not be the worst I don't expect it to be amazing but I definitely don't expect it to be as bad as PS now which That one, to, oh my god, that's bad.
0: So it's <laughs> really I bad. Was, I was talking to um Ned out yeah. uh, today, and I'm like, I had I had one idea that for this that m- makes um this possibly even more worthwhile, mm-hmm. which is not related to gaming, but it's related to content creation. Imagine being able to edit 4K video footage remotely via the cloud service in being able to render that would actually be so cool now that would be a CGI really cool thing in blender like yeah they should probably like google
1: yeah that idea i'm not opposed to, to in the slightest um, where i have like own vind- like video rendering software that mm-hmm. i can use elsewhere love yeah. that idea absolutely we agree
0: render render I'm not out opposed 4K, at all yeah
1: when i try to make a youtube video and it takes four hours I'm Mm -hmm. just like, God, please just end me now. I'd rather just not. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah. Because it would would take me less time to download the video like five times versus just like doing some small edits and then re-rendering the entire thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. Anyone who does any sort of video editing and Mm -hmm. anytime you add any effects, (laughs) any effects whatsoever, like the most minuscule effects you can think of. It can take a little bit to render that out. And so that was one thing I'm like that, you know, if you're running a blender project or mm-hmm. anything in Premiere or Avid or After Effects, any of those things, you know. Put that on, put that on the cloud system. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy. Yeah, I would see like,
1: that that's a fantastic idea. I'm like the um, least bit opposed to this,
0: and so like if they and if they open that up, like sure, yeah, this is for gaming. But if they open that up, that could possibly like you know open open uh, some more life into this. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe the gaming aspect of it isn't working well, but we can keep exper- We can afford to keep experimenting on it because we've opened it up to all of these enterprises who are paying thousands of thousands and thousands of dollars to. Not have to have massive editing bays that generate mm-hmm. a whole hell of a lot of heat more than a probably a Bitcoin factory somewhere in <laughs> Russia, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because like I said, anyone who anyone who's ever been like in an editing bay, you know, when I went to school, the editing bay was always loud. You know, it always <laughs> was fucking hot because of how much time or how, you know all the fucking rendering yeah. that just basic projects on Premiere yeah. do
1: yeah exactly i try to render a <laughs> 10 minute video like just be like oh i'm thinking about making youtube content for once and i try like i do it and all i just hear is and it's like "Bruh, I, this is a 10 minute video you'll be fine it's like one <laughs> hour remaining and i'm like
0: how is this possible I, you want to here here's a here's a story for you so i had to do a documentary and uh, in this documentary, we had to do everything in Avid Media Composer. Avid Media Composer wants things in a very specific codec in order to work
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: well and for your footage to render properly and all that sort, all that sort of thing. So you, what you have to do or what we had to do was upload all of our footage and then run it through this fucking codec, you know, all this encoding shit. Uh, this was supposed to be a 15-minute documentary that we, that we produced. <laughs> all of our footage it seriously took four hours for it to convert the codex yeah i'm like it's, if i could put that on the fucking cloud and then like just download it later yeah i'd be happy like i said there's there's a lot like with the infrastructure they're building this is kind of why i'm like a little hype for the fact that they have like this infrastructure and that they're kind of building this ecosystem because there's more than just gaming here right we're, we're a mm-hmm. gaming podcast but i saw like i'm like video editing blender yeah. project to be completely there's, honest
1: i didn't even think about that but that is by far what i'd be much more excited about rather than yeah. this like by a you landslide know,
0: i'm sure there's more like gpu cpu intensive you know processes that someone can come up with someone's like a probably like a geologist and wants to run mm-hmm. you know mapping software on it that takes you know way too right. much power to run on their own like real little rinky dink you know, and they can yeah. maybe they can do it from the in the field. You know, if they have a good enough signal, maybe they geologists can run something in the field, yeah, um, for like a 3D render of the ground beneath their feet, shit like that. Like, I, yeah, like yeah. I said, there's the whole thing. I'm like they they're marketing this as gaming because they can probably get a lot more. They can get the the yeah.
1: they can get they a lot get more a eyes on day. it for sure, at yeah. least, and like people will buy it. It's just gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then yeah. like whatever happens happens at that point it's a great way of getting eyes on it I don't think that many people would be super like I don't think nearly as many people would be all like oh Google's making a place where people can edit videos Right. That, there's not a whole ton of editors in the world let's be real here <laughs> yeah yeah. that's yeah, a yeah. pretty niche job <laughs> but uh, but that being said totally for that a yeah. thousand percent for that I don't have to kill my computer trying to like edit a single video <laughs> I'm happy yeah.
0: Dude, I tried to do a, I tried to do 24 frames a second, uh, 1080p, um, reactive audio spectrum Mm -hmm. for an interview that we did at the radio station. Yeah. Took my computer. It was a 10 minute interview. Like I said, Mm -hmm. 24 frames a second, 1080p. Took my computer, uh, on After Effects, something like an hour and a half to render that out.
3: Yeah.
1: It's horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. The times. So, yeah, I by far what I'd be excited for is that like mm-hmm. so much more than this
0: and then, so like, was, much more. And then I was talking to somebody else at work and he didn't like this idea because he doesn't want to take work home with him. But I'm like, I'm <laughs> a little bit of a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't do any sort of content creation where I work. Right. But, um, you know, it'd be really nice if, you know, I could take like the podcast and just upload it to the to my google drive
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know run on stadia stadia sorry um run premiere or something like that on the stadia server and then use my rinky deep little laptop to edit on uh premiere no problem yeah you know that that idea and then like save that on the stadia drive and then come back here and pick up where i left off and then Mm -hmm. you know yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, like the, the gaming marketing aspect of it is probably the biggest thing. And they, they want that because that's going to be kind of like their cash cow. Um, <laughs> I don't, but I think in the long-term development, if I were Google, I'd be like, okay, now let's like go talk to Sony studios and <laughs> yeah, uh, was, you know, Sony studios, let's go talk to Disney and be like, Hey guys, you know, yeah, want to stop, you know, hosting all of this electricity pay us like million dollars and we'll keep a couple of these for your you know render base
1: yeah yeah exactly i um i love that idea
2: yeah one thing i was gonna say earlier one thing i was gonna say earlier is um i am much more interested in their like because they said about the whole games place that that their studio that they're gonna make and stuff and they Mm -hmm. did point out like there's gonna be certain exclusive Mm -hmm. google games exclusive games to the i'm much more interested in like okay what are those going to be are they all going to be original ip are they going to buy certain properties from some people Mm because there was a lot of rumors that like uh square enix is is supposed to be making an avengers game they've been actually quite Mm -hmm. quite quite uh quiet on it for like two three years i can't actually remember when when that got announced but basically Mm -hmm. got like one announcement video and then that was it um, so, like, could they buy certain properties from, like, little uh, studios and stuff? Could they buy, like, little indie studios or whatever? Um, or are they going to, like, make more IP? Or is it going to be, like, half and half, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. And I'm much more interest- interested in, like, okay, what, what are those going to be? And, like, kind of uh, one of you pointed out is, like, would those, let's say, those in-house Google games, would they be more, would they work better on this, on this streaming service as opposed to something, like, Uh, The next Call of Duty or the next Assassin's Creed that comes out, which is Mm -hmm. more like third party stuff, um, which even though they're like partnered with Ubisoft to do that sort of stuff, it would be developed by Ubisoft and not them. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So like would their own IP and their own games work better on, on that sort of system. And then the other thing to kind of think about is let's say they make like. Five or six new IP for for different games, and then this thing just doesn't take off. No one really buys it. It doesn't really work. What happens? What happens to those? Does Google sell those to different companies? Um Does do those end up somewhere else? So I'm much more interested in like, what is uh, okay? You have this platform and the system, but what's going to go on there? What's going to be made for it? What's actually going to work on there? As opposed to the the idea. I mean, like one of you also pointed out earlier, the idea of um like the the guy's stage presentation of like oh i'm just going to go to this laptop press start and then go and then go over to this phone and press start and go it's a great idea it really is a good idea because then you essentially could have the situation where um let's say you're playing through the uh stick thing or whatever you'd have on the tv and then like Mm -hmm. oh you have to go out and then you clip the the phone thing into a controller and then press start and go into your transport whatever you got to do Um, or if you do want to go in the garden or whatever you can take tablet or a laptop with you and then just press start and continue it's a great idea um but it's again just the execution that we're kind of kind of skeptical on um Mm -hmm. in terms of the editing and that sort of stuff um i mean i only do like podcasts so it's only really audio and sometimes it does take a surprising amount of time to upload or save uh you know it can be it can also be a little bit random in terms of that, but um, in terms of like rendering those and uh, uploading those, I don't have as much uh, trouble because I know you guys do more video stuff, and right. I understand why that's more difficult to render. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they can, if they could step into that a little bit more, because they hinted at some like, hey, you can upload clips and do this and that, yeah. that will do, work pretty well. I. I am also kind of yeah, the idea of like hey, you're watching this streamer on YouTube and just click start and you're in, or you've got a little bit of a queue, like a minute or so. Again, that's kind of a good idea, but again, could cut out that sort of stuff. But um yeah, the point I was trying to make is I'm much more interested in like, okay, what games are gonna go on here and what are they going to make. So yeah. that's kind of where um, I stand with that.
0: Yeah. I and we're supposed to get more information throughout the year. I mean we get they they said yeah, it's coming they said out of summer so yeah. I'd imagine mm-hmm. that they as it gets closer to uh Pax east. I know as it, as it probably gets closer to E3 we'll probably start yeah. getting some rumors that like Stadia Games and Entertainment are going to announce their first full Stadia game, you know, or Google Stadia service. Okay, so that is actually I just just me in that statement realizes mm-hmm. a problem with the branding and the fact that the service is called Stadia. Mm-hmm. Their in-house development team is called Stadia Games and Development. So the platform is Stadia. So it's kind of like talking about like Xbox, right? Yeah. Stadia is developing a game for the Stadia platform. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a little clunky. Yeah, just,
3: a little <laughs> um... bit. just a smidgen. Yeah. They're,
0: they're going to have to kind of work on like getting people with the, with the verbiage, <laughs> just like train their <laughs> PR people. This is how you're going to say it. So that idiots like Danny, doesn't fuck <laughs> it up. I need, I need to learn by example, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, probably towards E3, towards E3 we'll get some answers on like what kind of games that mm-hmm. um, Jade, Raymond and, and the Stadia development group, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, games and entertainment will say, um, or what we'll, they'll be producing. Um, they also opened it up to indie producers, uh, indie game producers. Uh, mm-hmm. They had, they have like a, it's kind of like an app developer program, I think. So that, that also kind of gives me a little bit of hope because maybe somebody will put together some sort of like, you know, hollow night for stadia. And it works really well. They figured out some tricks in in, you know, net coding and, Mm-hmm. whatever else um that's that's also part of it the, the kind of keeping it open to other game developers and being yeah. this being like a game developer tool yeah the they, fact they that it's a
1: developer sh- tool is really really handy because then at least people can experiment with like how to yeah. like control something like that because relative mm-hmm. like streaming platforms are very granted in the terms of gaming they're fairly new like they're not mm-hmm. they're not very well known for most people so giving like developers a chance to maybe like Maybe we can use this in a unique way. I mean, like, people use, mm-hmm. like, random stuff in games in really unique ways all the time. I'm sure it's going to be really weird, and I'm sure it's going to be super awkward. But I could feel like somebody somewhere could just be all like, what if we use the latency as a special game mechanic? Fucking genius, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, like, real that's a possibility. As weird as that sounds, it could be an actual thing. Um, yeah but uh but yeah i don't know that i'm glad that that's open out what about to, if you did
2: like a horror game with that something
0: i i could see, <laughs> see it a horror game that like it'll it it, it masks the latency by faking action by faking latency <laughs> so you're uh-huh. never sure yeah if what exactly latency is real or not <laughs> makes you just have your character reality.
1: move really clunky the entire time <laughs> nobody will ever notice <laughs>
0: instead of instead of exporting the game out at 60 frames a second they export it out at 24 frames a second <laughs> or 30 frames a second
1: oh man occasionally change it from 4k to 480p just to like see if anybody notices
0: <laughs> that's it's a real horror game you just never quite sure <laughs> they oh no all those
2: designs are very intentional in. <laughs> well we if you did have a situation with that where like let's say they have like a, a slasher type of game or something mm-hmm. and like the guy's coming towards you and there's you know like we said the deliberate latency and suddenly he's like he goes from 10 feet away from you to like two feet away from you and it induces like some kind of fears like <laughs> oh he's a lot more closer you could maybe do something like that uh, yeah <laughs> yeah
0: It'd be an interesting, (laughs) it'd be an interesting tool, especially if the game, if this, if this thing just kind of flops, like if this thing just like dead, like a dead tuna on the deck of a boat, (laughs) you just,
2: what would be, I guess, funny or whatever is like, if you got the the fake horror latency and then you actually got the real latency and then like (laughs) that just messes with it even more. Oh
1: man, yeah.
0: Oh, oh that'd be trippy. Um so it sounds like you guys are skeptical. Yeah. I'm oh yeah I, I would say I'm I'm skeptical, but I'm also really hopeful. Like I there's a and I try to Ren, you know me. Mm-hmm. I try not to feed into hype machines. Yeah. But this one kind of got me a little bit. Like I'm like I you know, I'm I'm feeling something with this. There's something I mean, kind of in my gut that that's telling me that this might work out in the I've, long run.
1: I feel like, regardless of if this succeeds or fails, this is kind of a necessary step for like mm-hmm. whatever game streaming becomes because nobody yeah. has even considered putting this much effort into it. Not in the slightest. The only one mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. has is what NVIDIA, like Shadow Play, I believe that's what it's called.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And realistically, that's not, that's still just like hosting it normally on another computer. That's not too mm-hmm. much different than like PS Now. Um, yeah, but the fact that they're willing to like give ideas such as normalizing server latency is with like your latency. It's a decent mm. idea having your controller to connect directly through Wi-Fi to the game service rather than like connect to your computer and then like it tries to relay the commands there and then it tries to send those over. Um, mm-hmm. makes sense. So I this is these are some of the best steps I've heard of when it comes to mm-hmm. like game streaming as a whole so definitely the best one I've heard I don't know if it's gonna succeed I'm assuming probably not in this regard I really could see it taken off if it does like go into more of a business aspect in terms of like rendering and things like that absolutely Mm -hmm. can see it like take off but uh in terms of game streaming specifically I'm yeah I'm hesitant on it probably not as hesitant as uh as our friend here (laughs) But, yeah. but I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little hesitant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Um. In the in the meantime, though, no, I'm looking forward to PS Five. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm just
1: ready for <laughs> Halo on PC. Finally, it's <laughs> all I've wanted for a literal decade. Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah. All right. So, with all of that, I think. It's probably time. I'm looking at it. We, this is kind of a long episode, but long mm. because important mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Um so yeah. let's uh any final thoughts we absolutely want to get out of our heads and then we'll go on ahead and plug away. Uh you guys have anything I'm I'm good. Do you guys have anything you want to get out there?
1: Uh Sekiro is coming out. This is not a game like, yes, like saving is. games thing. But Sekiro is coming out, I believe, Thursday night or Friday. Mhm. Uh, Friday, I think I'm, twenty yeah, I'm second.
2: For that. Yes, twenty second.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm super stoked for that. I'm
2: totally I could, for that. I could never really get into Bloodborne or Dark Souls and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But I something about Sekiro. Is it? Is Sekiro? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, something it's, about it's Sekiro. It's like, It's a very unique yeah. like take on it, and I'm super stoked mm-hmm. for it.
2: Yeah, something about it and the whole like grapple and play. Mm-hmm. Something just feels better about it. Because um, yeah. I've heard a lot of people sort of gush over how good Bloodborne is, and I've tried Bloodborne like four or five times, mm-hmm. and then kind of thought to myself, like, okay, I'm not ever probably going to finish this game, <laughs> so why should I play it for like mm-hmm. two hours? Right. Uh, and then I kind of thought, like, okay, Sekiro, Se- Sekiro uh, is coming out like soon, so that will be the next kind of one that I try. Um, mm-hmm. I did jump into, I think, Dark Souls 1 or 2, and I was like, I just don't like this, so I mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. did that, so... Um, because i'd really like to get into that kind of genre of game it's the whole like okay you died so you're punished and go and collect what you just collected for the last two hours again so Mm -hmm. uh that sort of stuff sort of puts me off of it but in terms of the gameplay and that sort of stuff it it looks pretty good so
1: yeah um the only other thing i can think of and i think we even talked about this last week maybe uh (laughs) is that borderlands 3 is i believe it's getting its announcement Mm. very soon i think it's next Mm. week um 28th so i think that
2: they have teased
1: yeah so so that's coming soon uh the announcement at least not like the actual game sad life yeah um but aside from that yeah that's that's pretty much it i can't really think of anything else okay so, yeah
0: yeah there's nothing uh i can really think of news wise um that mm-hmm. really pertains to this show so um yeah let's go on ahead and start uh plugging away <laughs> Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. What's coming up on cool. uh, your on your platforms? Where can people find uh, your stuff? What do you do? all of that stuff? Uh, go on ahead and plug it right now.
2: Cool, thank you. Um so yeah, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find all the content. Um you, I like to plug sort of Twitter as well because you know it's a platform people use a lot and obviously when we post stuff and when I post updates and I guess news about the pieces of content and stuff, that's where I tend to post those sorts of things. Um but at the moment we're we're kind of heading towards some of the uh end of seasons of some of the shows. We still got some of the, the DC shows that we're doing. So um Flash Arrow Legends. Legends is actually coming back on the first of April. Uh, which is funny considering the type of show that it is. Uh, it's more sort of the comic relief of the of the DC show. So for it to come back on April Fool's Day is actually kind of funny in a way. Uh, Black Lightning actually is actually wrapping up uh, next week, so I'm going to be doing the season finale podcast for that. Um, the uh, The Walking Dead is is um, doing its its ninth season has been renewed for its tenth. So we're we're doing those shows. Um, we do also have our own video games podcast, which Chase has been on before um random random gaming talk we just passed episode 150 uh we're on 153 this this week um i've got it written in the notes so you'll find out when i post that uh but yeah we had uh it was me david and robin we talked about just a whole bunch of stuff um but one of the one of the topics we brought up is like our, our single most anticipated game and the rule I kind of set for it was like the game has to have at least been announced, so it can't be something like Half Life Three that you're probably never, never going to get, but um, th- those sorts of things. It has to be something like, <laughs> it has to be something like a uh, let's say like Cyberpunk. It doesn't have a release date, but we know it's been announced. Those sorts of things. Uh, so we kind of talked about that as well. Um, and yeah, we got. Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones going to be probably the biggest uh, TV event that's that's happened for a while. We're going to be covering that, and that's going to be huge. Um so yeah, we've got a bunch of shows that are kinda of coming to an end but things that are starting soon. We've actually got three shows this year that are gonna be coming to an end. Um Game of Thrones is one of them, iZombie the the CW show, uh and Arrow recently announced that they're ending on a uh, season eight later this year. So yeah, we're gonna be saying goodbye to some stuff, but I'm sure there'll be plenty for us to do in the future. Um so yeah, that's entertainment talk at the moment. Right on.
0: awesome. Um, so yeah, go check out Matt and all of his stuff. Uh, There will be a link down in the description if you're watching this on YouTube uh, or if you're listening on the podcast feed. Uh, Ren, What's coming up on your channel and where can people find all your stuff?
1: Well, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I say this every single week. I'm an idiot. And I decided Tuesdays was a good idea. Um, <laughs> but I'm most likely going to be playing more Breath of the Wild until uh, Securo comes out, and then we're going to be playing that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a ton of Breath of the Wild. Like, for a while, is my <laughs> assumption. Uh, I was planning on streaming tonight, because I accidentally missed yesterday. I don't think that's going to mm. happen. I am exhausted. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. So tomorrow, more uh, more Breath of the Wild, and then we'll be hopping into Securo either Thursday night or Friday. We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. about that one. But yeah.
2: Super cool. stoked if I that. struggle, I'll come to you for tips. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, do it. Uh, coming up on my channel, probably a little bit more creative stuff on Friday. Um, me and Stan were talking about getting, into, uh, getting back into a game called Squad. So I might be able to talk about that next week uh, because we'll see what that update has been. Um, otherwise... Uh, Follow the podcast uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter at NTNpod. Follow us on Spotify. Find us on iTunes and subscribe there. Uh, if you guys feel so inclined, give us a rate and review um, if you're on those platforms. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, other than that, guys, anything else? Absolutely anything else?
1: Uh, the creative streams are fucking dope, by the way. just saying. Oh, you enjoy, I, you enjoy I personally the love them. I absolutely love them. Just they're they're super mm-hmm. interesting. I love watching people do their creative processes. So yeah, watch that, please. Get uh get Big ready fan. for your favorites to
2: die in Game of Thrones because it's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, oh, look man. look forward to their finale. Uh, Forty five minute long battle is what's what's been reported. So oh, God, yeah, people are gonna gonna die and get ready. Oh
1: man!
0: All right. Uh, otherwise, guys, we will we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Yay.
3: You want a podcast for dialogue and a divisive time, go ahead and check out Just Think on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.